Okay, well, we're just going to continue in a, in a place of worship and um, fellowship, and this, this morning we're just continuing in a series called Selah, and it's uh, our opportunity to take a pause to be with Jesus. And um, no matter where we are on our spiritual journey, uh, we all come to a point in time where we need to push the reset button. And it may be that we've gotten busy. It may be that we've fallen out of our rhythms. It may be that we're just in a dry spot. And um, we've sensed, uh, as a congregation, we've been working really hard, serving really hard. We've sensed that we needed to take a few weeks to just take a pause with Jesus. And um, we've chosen to park in the Psalms for this time. And uh, the Psalms are... Uh, one of the three favorite Old Testament books of Jesus. If you measure that by how often he quoted them and so forth. Um, So we've been camped out in the Psalms and our heart's desire is to take a pause. The word selah, which is found in many Psalms, simply means a pause. Um, It's a time to emphasize the presence of God. It's a time to experience intimacy with him, and it's a time to reset and refresh who he is, um, why, we, uh, why we love him, uh, and what uh, we hope will happen is that he will light a fire uh, in your spirit, in your, your zeal for him. And we encounter him in the Psalms. And um, Uh, You may say, well, how do we encounter Jesus in the Psalms? Isn't that the Old Testament? And I just remind you that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so in a way that's uh, as complicated as the Trinity to understand, Jesus is the author of these Psalms, and he aims to be found in them, and he aims also to speak uh, through them to us. He said that... My sheep will hear my voice. And so that's been our prayer for this time, that we would just experience the presence of God, that we would uh, be intimate with him, that we would be refreshed, and that we would hear him speak to us. Now that idea of God speaking to us uh, carries with it uh, a lot of, uh, just a lot of misunderstanding. How does he speak to us? speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his spirit. And he may not speak in an audible fashion the way I'm speaking to you now, but he will clearly impress upon your spirit uh, certain things. And as we go through this time in the word this morning, it's not going to be a typical sermon. It's going to be uh, a facilitation of you hearing directly from God through his word. Um, And so we're going to use... Uh, something called Lexio Divina. I'll explain that in a minute. But the, the thing I want to begin with is that in order for this to work, we have to relentlessly eliminate hurry. And that includes the hurry of our minds, the hurry of our schedules, the hurry of our lives. And Dallas Willard said this when asked about the number one thing to spiritual growth He said, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry because that is the absolute enemy of a spiritual life. And it is 
the strategy of the enemy to keep us away from life-giving time with God. So you can expect that this can feel awkward um, if this is something relatively new this morning. Uh, when we lead you through this uh, Lexio Divina, you may feel a little bit awkward. Well, just remember, you're here this morning. You're here anyway. Just forget about whatever else is going on in your life. Put that hurry aside and let's spend some time with Jesus. And today's psalm is going to be Psalm number 75. Now you'll need one of these books uh, in order to follow along. Does everybody have one of these? If you don't, just put your hand up and our ushers will get one to you. And uh, Psalm 75 is on page 11. This is a psalm that talks about the majesty of the judgment of God, his sovereignty, his uh, righteousness, but his judgment over the earth, that he is uh, reliable, that he is righteous, that he will do that well. So we see, we see Jesus as our judge in this psalm. This, uh, pr- his presence will really flow through this composition. And to get your heart set on, your attitude set on this, let me read a quote from Mother Maggie Gobron, who's considered the Mother Teresa of Cairo. And this is what she says about this time with God, this Selah moment. I learned silence is the secret. Silence your body to listen to your words. Silence your tongue to listen to your thoughts. Silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. Silence your phone. (laughs) Silence your thoughts to listen to your spirit. Silence your spirit to listen to his spirit. Silence your spirit to listen to his spirit. So, for those who are new, uh, I've mentioned Lexio Divina. This is what it is. It's uh, Latin for holy reading or divine reading. It comes in four parts. And those uh, instructions that I'm going to give you, you don't need to go there now, but they are in page five. So you can do this alone at home in the future. But uh, Lexio uh, means to read. Um, Meditatio means to reflect. Oratio means to pray or to respond to God. And contemplatio uh, means to contemplate or to rest in God's presence. This is a methodology of reading scripture that has been around for centuries and centuries. And it is a way that God moves in speaking to his people. It has been said that the scripture is that line where 
our present reality and eternity are joined together. So we, we ask, and we've been asking this morning, that the words would jump off the page and light a fire in your heart this morning. So we're just going to start by reading the text together. And that, uh, the fact that we don't have a screen over here for this service, sorry about that, but uh, I'm going to read the fine print up there. It says, To the choir master, according to Do Not Destroy, a psalm of Asaph, a song. Let's read it together. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks, for your name is near. We recount your wondrous deeds. At the set time that I appoint, I will judge with equity. When the earth totters and all its inhabitants, it is I who keep steady its pillars. Selah. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Do not lift up your horn on high or speak with haughty neck. For not from the east or from the west and not from the wilderness comes lifting up. But it is God who executes judgment, putting down one and lifting up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup with foaming wine, well mixed, and he pours out from it, and all the wicked of the earth shall drain it down to the dregs. But I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. The very words of God. Father, please meet us in this text today. We want an encounter with you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to lead us through the four steps of Lexio Divina. We have a little bit of music in the background. At any time, if you feel ready, you can go up and have communion. We will have a prayer team on each side. They will be doing Lexio Divina along with us. Um, but they will be in those chairs on the side. You can go there now, guys. And um, uh, if you need prayer, then uh, just come up and pray and uh, seek prayer and they'll be ready to pray with you. The Lord may put something on your heart that needs uh, prayer and they'll come and pray with you or have communion um, and enter into this time of uh, just the presence of God, the presence of Christ, a pause with Jesus. So our first step is Lexio. So we're going to have you read the passage twice First off, read the passage slowly. Consider the invitation that reading Scripture is the opportunity to encounter God Himself. It's His voice. It's living and active. And then read the passage again. Listen with the ear of your heart for a word or a phrase in the text that shimmers or stands out to you. Don't choose this yourself but rather let the Spirit bring it to you. Welcome it with meekness and see what happens. So let's go ahead.
we're going to continue on. You may have noticed in this uh, first section, in the subscription there, the, uh, the phrase, do not destroy. You might be wondering what that is. It, it seems that it's a, previous, a previously used song. It appears in several other psalms. It comes from here. It comes from Deuteronomy 9.26. Moses is asking God for mercy for the people of Israel. And he says, I prayed to the Lord and said, Sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. They had sinned. God had indicated his displeasure. And Moses is interceding for the people of Israel Uh, reminding God what he'd done to rescue his people and asking for mercy. And throughout the scriptures, it's through the prophetic literature and the Psalms, this idea of do not destroy connotes the request for mercy, which makes sense in the context of this judgment psalm and uh, those that are righteous and those that are wicked. So we're going to continue now in step two, meditatio, and we're going to read the passage again slowly. And as you do so, and for a few minutes afterward, reflect on the word or the phrase that has been standing out to you. Why do you think these words resonated with you in the first place? Give yourself some time to think about that, and then ask God, how does this connect with my life? Why are you highlighting this scripture What do I need to know or be or do? So let's go ahead and read the passage for the third time now.
One of the words that may seem a little odd to you is this word horn. It's in here several times. If you have your own Bible with you, you'll see in the, uh, in the footnotes that it means strength. So it talks about uh, lifting up our own strength and uh, that God is going to be the judge of that for both the righteous and the wicked. Another thing uh, that I noticed here is uh, at the set time, and um, I wondered about that uh, word, and I just looked it up, and um, it appears several times. Uh, for example, here in Genesis 1, uh, in, where we read, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times. That's the same word that's been translated set time, also is translated sacred times here, and days and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. So this word, set time or sacred time, is the Hebrew equivalent of the Greek kairos. So it's, it's at a particular moment where God, where God moves. Uh, and so uh, he will judge at exactly the, the perfect time, the time of God. All right, we're going to move into step three, uh, which is called oratio. And um, we're going to read the passage one last time. And we're going to prepare ourselves for what we want to say to God about what it is he's been revealing to us as we read. What is the Spirit saying to you? Um, you, you might want to uh, thank God. Um, just whatever is coming to you. And again, uh, people often wonder, well, I've got a thought in my head after reading this scripture. Then please just write it down. If it, if it is consistent with the character of God, if it's consistent with the word of God, um, if it uh, resonates in your spirit, it's probably from God. It's probably uh, something that he's trying to communicate to you. So in that, you may be led to pray, to say, uh, you know, agree with God, to thank him, uh, or to ask him for something. So uh, you might just want to use the last few lines of the, of the text to respond back to God uh, as a prayer. Um, so let's uh, spend some time now in that final reading.
Over the past few weeks, uh, Marianne and I have been um, privileged to be able to go down the Grand Canyon on a raft for nine days. And uh, a picture there of part of it, these majestic walls on each side, most certainly layers from the flood. And uh, at the very heart of it, the, the, the deep black granite rocks, which were... Uh, from the time of creation, uh, untouched and uh, just spectacular. And uh, as I read this psalm, the idea that uh, he is keeping steady the pillars of the earth is just a, a picture as we went through the rapids and the canyon there and just the spectacular grandeur of God and both his judgment, because it's a relic of the flood, but also his redemption revealed in the beauty of the place. And it led me to Colossians chapter 1. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. And this last verse, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is literally, Paul is writing in a a very, very similar idea to Psalm 75, where it says, it is I who keep steady its pillars, Selah. So we're going to move into number four now, contemplatio, and... um, You're just going to be with God and uh, do as you're led. You may wish to wait on God, to be with him, to pay attention to him and maybe ponder an aspect of who he is that stirs up wonder uh, in in your heart about God. And what about him makes you want to worship him? So sit in the companionship of God, the one who seeks you, Uh, receive from God. Uh, It's a good time to take communion if you haven't yet taken communion. Um, And uh, after uh, a few minutes and when things settle down a bit, I'm going to invite anybody who wants to share uh, what God has spoken to them. Um, We'll have some time to do that briefly before we leave. So let us now enter into this last stage with, with the Lord. Contemplatio.
while people are finishing up, I just want to invite anybody who received something from the Lord this morning that they want to share. Make some space for that. As I was reading, probably the last time we read, the I will statements came to me. And at the beginning, I circled, I will judge. Come down the next, I will declare. I will sing praises. I will cut off. And then if you go back to the first page, I will raise you on the last day. Great promises of God there. When I was praying, I've got a big week at work. Um, the part of the business that I manage, I'm writing a new strategy for North America, and I've got my entire team coming in from around the United States into the office this week. And I was already this morning starting to churn up. I've got to go to the office tonight. I've got to go get prepared. I've got to get all my I's dotted and T's crossed. And while I was praying this morning, the image that God kept giving me was the office that I work in and my floor and the hallways to the copier room, to the break room, to my office, to my boss's office. And he kept saying, I've come before you. I've come before you. Scott, I've got there. I am preparing this for you. And the level of calm that has just come over me this morning He's like, you don't need to go to the office tonight. Stay home with your family. Rest. Don't be busy. I'm in control. I'm going to prepare the minds and the hearts of all the people that you have to influence this week and just trust in me. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Amen. Sweet. So have you experienced a a little bit of uh, rest this morning? As you've just been quiet in his presence and this is something you can do every day at home every day no matter where you are there's a few blank pages in the back of the book there's I think five and uh, I just want to recommend five more psalms that you can try uh, this with just write them on each page Uh, 47 uh, 51 76, which kind of goes with the one we're doing today, 85, and 150. just want to encourage you in that. Because uh, what Scott testified just about work and all the pressure, this is essentially the ending point of this psalm in, in verse 10. But the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. Who are the righteous? They're the ones that trust God for real that trust God in the daily, minute details of their lives, and they will be lifted up. Now, there's a, there's a story uh, that is in the middle of this psalm. It's a story of a king who's watching over the earth, holding it together, who's coming, who's going to uh, dispose of everything perfectly. You know, all around us, that story is echoing 
Uh, I went to see a, a film yesterday. I think I might have been the last guy in Cincinnati to see it, The Avengers. And um, it is that story of this desire for someone to come and make the world right and uh, somehow reverse all of the evil that's going on. And this is precisely the story we have just read today, Psalm 75. And um, one of the commentators on the Psalms uh, says it this way, Derek Kidner, Patience and suffering are not the end of the story. There will be a time for power without aggression and glory without pride. And that is the, the coming kingdom of the Lord Jesus who promises us, echoing uh, the last verse of this psalm in John 6.40, and I will raise you up on the last day. And this is precisely what Jesus is promising. And we may be at the beginning of our spiritual journey and not quite having things figured out. We may be uh, someone who's walked with God a long time. But we all need to be reminded that um, this is the coming King that we serve and love. Uh, This is uh, the reason that we don't need to self-promote. We don't need to retaliate. We don't need to compare ourselves with others. Uh, We don't certainly need to judge. But as sons and daughters of the king, we can live in this crazy confidence in the middle of a crazy world. And we can know that whatever wrong we have done has been covered. And whatever wrong is being done to us uh, or around us will one day be put to right. Not a little bit, not a lot, 100%. Perfect judgment. And at that right time, and he's waiting Because he's merciful. He does not want to destroy, but he wants all to come to a saving knowledge of his son. I will raise you up in the last day. So church, uh, if you want to stand, I'll give you a benediction. And as I send you from here, I want you to, I want you to deeply enter the rest of God, deeply enter uh, this slow, unhurried uh, reading and, and internalizing of the scriptures so that you have the heart of the king, so that you have the big picture, so that you have all that you need to face whatever trials you are facing. And with that, I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to go from here to share with others that which you have learned, seen, experienced, um, to bring the kingdom wherever you go this week. I pray that you would have a blessed week. In Jesus' name, amen.